Good morning, everybody. From the top, told us that the reason why a person is not a mivatel the chametz during the sixth hour is because since it's asar by nami rabbanon, rabbanon treated on the level of the raisa, and therefore bittel does not work. And the gemara on the bottom taught that a person finds a piece of food and he's not sure if it's chametz or matzah. If it is, as long as it is mostly through pesach, as long as rubsa shabu you make matzah, but as long as you have gone through most of pesach, so now this moldy piece of food we could assume. That it is matzah and not chametz because we could assume they got moldy over yamtiv. Finally, we saw the one on the bottom. It spoke out that a person who makes a bedika is mechuyev to make a bracha. The barbara or masakin a bracha on the bedikas chametz. The one on the base went through why we use certain eschayes for different brachas, and the one on the bottom explained why we need to specifically use a candle for the bedika. The gemara today is going to continue. Top of the chas continue to discuss why specifically you need to use a candle, not a torch. The gemara on the bottom is going to discuss why specific ears need you need to do bedika and some ears you don't need to do bedika. The gemara is going to explain that, for example, a storage house. So it depends if this type of storage house where you would go in the middle of the meal, so we have to be chayish day, you chametz. So this type of storage house where you just bring food before the meal, then we don't have to be concerned. You don't have to go check that for chametz. Then we're going to see the Gemara on the way is going, going to introduce us to the concept of shluchim mitzvah. And it's like a very fascinating idea that a person is involved doing a mitzvah, a person who's sent to a mitzvah, he will not be, he should not be concerned about being damaged, about being hurt. We're going to see about that on the base. And the Gemara on the bottom is going to clarify the Mishnah said that you have to check the barrels in the wine cellar. The Gemara is going to clarify the Machlekes to Beisel and Beisham. We're going to have four different opinions in the Shittas of Beisham and Beisel. So let's see the Helgi Gemara. We're on the bottom of Daf Zion and Beis, the last line. Tanar Rabban says, Helgi Gemara, in Baitkim, Laracham, Laralavan, Laravuka, Elalarana, the Lach is. You're not allowed to do a Vedika to the light of the sun, the moon, not to the light of the torch. You have to use specifically a candle. The Gemara is going to clarify. It says, because a candle. It's very good for Vedikas Chum. It says, Even though we don't have proof of this, there's a Zechot to this. Shinem, right now, the Gemara is going to quote this Gzeris HaKasa, which we quoted before. The Zion and Beis, the same Gzeris HaKasa. Shinem, the Pazik says, Shiva, Siyam, Sarli, Matzav, Techem, Vayimah, Rechaz, Begad, Lachal, Vayimah, Rechaz, Begad, Lachal, Vayimah, Rechaz, Begad, Lachal, Vayimah, Rechaz, Begad, Lachal, Vayimah, Rechaz, Begad, So again, the Gemara brought down this Gzeris Shava, bunch of bunch of different Sukkim over here, to bring this idea that a person is obligated to use an air for the Vedikas Chum. Says the Gemara, Hi, Arachama, Echidami. What's the case that we said you're not allowed to use the light of the sun? Ine, Vachat, sir, if you can tell me that you're not allowed to use the light of the sun. Does not require because we could assume that the ravens are going to come and eat any chametz which is in the chatzer, meaning that an outer area, an outer chatzer in general doesn't require a bedika. You don't need to check that area because we'd assume that the birds came and ate the food there. So I asked the Gemara, so what, where are we discussing using sunlight? The Gemara at this point was assumed that we're talking about you doing it outside. But says the Gemara, you don't need to do bedika outside. But as I we come, when we finish it off, we'll come back to this Nakuda because the is a very serious Nakuda. The Gemara is telling us that an area which we could assume was already cleaned up, which we could assume was all the chametz is already gone, you do not have to do a bedika. So the question is, let's say a person checks his house before Pesach, he checks his house two weeks before Pesach, cleans his house, does that area require bedika? We'll come back to the Nukudah at the end of the death. Back to the Gemara. So what case did, we, did the Bryce to say that you're not allowed to use the sunlight? Answers the Gemara. They're talking about an outdoor porch, a porch which you have three sides, you have three, you have uh, either uh, either a gazebo or an area which has three sides of walls, but one side's open. Ask the Gemara, how Rav Rav said that you could use the sunlight in Achsadra since it's taka mostly outdoors. It's If it's a gazebo, so it's exposed on all sides. If it's a porch, it's exposed fully on one side. So Rav said that you're allowed, you are allowed to use the light of the sun by an Achsadra. So ask the Gemara, so where did the Bryce say you're not allowed to use the light of the sun? And says the Gemara, Says the Gemara, this scenario was he had a skunk, you had a skylight in your roof, and you want to use the sun to do the badika. So says the Gemara. 
they had a skylight in a room. Where are we talking about? We're talking about using the direct sunlight that right under the area of the skylight. That should be the same aloha as a as a gazebo. That should be the same thing because the sun is directly shining in that area. So why shouldn't you be allowed to use it? And says the you're right. Says the You're allowed to use the sunlight directly under the skylight. However, when we said that you're not allowed to use the light of the sun, that's referring to using the sides, meaning an area which is not directly under the skylight, but you could still the sun still illuminates that area. Says the you're not allowed to use you're not allowed to use the sunlight over there. You have to use a candle. So again, the Gemara is explaining that you are allowed to use sunlight as long as it's directly shining in the area. However, it's not directly shining on the area. Then you have to use the Arhan there. Says the Hilgik Marbait of Avuka, you're not allowed to use an Avuka, you're not allowed to use a torch, torch from a Rabba Rabba Samai Dachsev, what's Pshat? The Pasuk says, and this pasuk is referring to says the Gemara that this pasuk is referring to What are tzaddikim compared to in the light of the shechina in the face of the shechina? That the tzaddikim are comparable to a tiny light, a tiny candle in the light of a huge torch. Meaning that Rabbi was saying that even though tzaddikim are going to have this tremendous R, whilst the still they pale in comparison to Kadosh Baruch Hu's light to the light of a torch. From Rabbi and Rabbi explained. Rav explained that a person she used an avuka, she used a torch because really it's the best form of light. So asks the Gemara, so why did we say that? You're not allowed to use an avuka, you're not allowed to use a torch, or you're chametz. The Gemara is saying that an avuka is a much better light than a candle. And to the Gemara, a few truths him, says the Gemara, avuka is a better light. However, an avuka is a much larger fire, and therefore you can't stick it into the cracks and crevices. That's why you have to use a candle. That no, that avuka. Is a better light, but it illuminates behind the person. And since Medikat Chamas, you want to check the ear in front of you, so then you have to use a candle which illuminates the ear in front of you. Where Papa and Papa says, Hi, boys, hi, light boys. And Avuka, people are going to be scared to use. They're going to be afraid that it's such a big fire that they do Medikat, their house is going to go on fire. So therefore, use a candle which is a much more, which is a much smaller fire, much more contained fire. And that's why the Rabbana Masak can use a candle. Ravina Maravina says, Hi, Mashak Naravai, Mikdaf Aktufi. Says the Gemara that a candle, it has a direct type of fire, it has a continuous type of fire, versus an Avuka torch, the candle, the, the flame jumps, and therefore the Ner Enechanami, the Avuka has more of a light, it's a stronger light, but the Ner is more consistent, and that's why the Rabbana Masak to use the Arha Ner. Says the Helgic Maravaiter, Komak Mushemach Nisan. Says the Gemara, the Mishnah said that any area which generally you do not bring Chametz in, you don't have to check for Chametz. Asks the Helgic Gemara, Komak Mushemach The Mishnah said, a lashon of Kel, normally we assume that Kel is coming to include another case. So ask the Gemara, what is Kel coming to include? What cases are the Mishnah coming to include to tell us that you don't have to check those areas? Says the Gemara, it comes to include these cases that the Brayta teaches. Churibayis, you have the holes in the house. Well, yoyinu v'tachtayinu with a very high up, very low, very low on the ground. Machlekes rishayinim will assume above ten tefachim, below three tefachim. The assumption is that these are harder, hard areas to use. The gaga yitzia, the gaga window, and you have a roof, which was the yitzia, were these small huts that you have outside their house, and the roofs were slanty. They were like a teepee shape. So therefore, since they were slanty, we would assume that the chametz would roll off the gaga window or the roof of a closet the person has in his house. Again, we assume that the food would roll off. The ref is bakar, velulin, or an area that the animals, you have the animals, the chickens, or the cattle. Oh, matvein, an area where you store your grain. The itchus yain, or the storage house of wine, mites of shemen, or storage house of shemen, ain't sikhamadika. The assumption is that all these areas do not require checking because we assume that no chametz is brought there, or if the chametz was there, it would roll off, and therefore it doesn't require badika. So that's the mission is coming to include all these cases. 
in the first price, so we said the holes do not require bedika. Now we said you, have to, you do have to check the holes in your house. And, this, and we have a second kasha that the first price has said it. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said that you do have to check under the bed. And here Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says you do not have to check under the bed. And just the Gemara, there's no steer in regards to the holes in the house. It depends. The holes which are high up or low down, you don't have to check those because we assume that in general people don't use them for chametz. However, if you have a hole which is in an easy, which is in a very accessible area, there you have to check for chametz. And says the Gemara, there's no steer in regards to the bed. It depends if there's a lot of space between the floor and the bed. But the, that was the case of the first price. It's there. It says you have to check it. However, there's only a very small space between the bed and the floor. And because over here you filled it up with wood and stone. Therefore, the lachas you don't have to check. We, we assume we do not put chametz there. Says Is that true? That a storage house of wine you do not have to check it. We assume that no chametz is brought. By the time you look at the price, we have a price which says that the storage houses of wine do not that they do require bedika. Only storage storage houses of oil do not require bedika. And just the topic. It depends if it's a type of storage house that a person goes in the middle of the meal. Then in the middle of the meal, he'll go to fill up to go fill up some of the wine. So there, the lachas you do have to check it because we have a chashash that in the middle of the meal you're going to remember you're going to recognize that you want some more wine and that you're going to send the shaman. However, a type of storage house where you generally do not go in the middle of the meal, there you do not require to check. He says, Okay, so oil also. We should talk that the halacha should require checking. If you send the shamash in the middle of the meal, so you should have to check it. In general, you assume that a person knows how much oil he'll need for the meal. So we'll take out beforehand, he'll prepare beforehand. However, wine, it totally depends on the participants. It depends on the day, like Rashi explains. Some days you drink more, some days you drink less. And therefore, ain't kevalishtia. So really, the guy doesn't know. The Baalbais doesn't know how much wine is going to need. So therefore, it's normal that in the middle of the meal, send somebody to get more wine, and that's why you have to check. The Eitzritz shall yai. Says the Gemara Tanu Rabchia also Eitzritz Shechar b'Bavel ke Eitzritz yai Eitzritz of Mistapik. Says Rabchia that the Allah is that the Eitzritz Shechar, the place where they used to store their beer, which we're not talking about beer nowadays because that's not we're talking about date beer. So there says Rabchia that Allah is you do have to check it because it's the same thing as the Eitzritz yai Eitzritz Shechar because since they would drink a lot of beer during their meals and they weren't weren't necessarily sure how much they would drink, therefore the Allah is you have to check it here because we're afraid he went middle of the Suda to get more. Says the Gemara Rabchizda. Bay Dugman Chikhudika, place where a person has the fish, does not require Badika. But Tanya Chikhudika, I have another bracer which says you do have to check an area where you keep the fish. And Sigmora, like Kasha, Hubba Rabbi, happens that you depends. The large fish, Rashi explains, you don't require Badika because we assume a person makes an umdina, a person makes a shar before the meal how much he's going to need, and therefore he doesn't go, da- he doesn't go down and mill the meal. However, the small fish, Rashi explains, it's much harder to estimate how much you're going to need for the meal, and therefore it's normal for a person to go mill the meal, to send your shayach and mill the meal, so therefore it does require Badika. Says Sigmora, Rabbi, 
place restore salt, a place restore wax, which Rashi explains for the candles. It does require Bedika because these are the types of things that could be able to get in the middle of the meal. Papa the place where a person keeps little twigs, and the place where a person keeps dates, Allah does require Bedika. We learned that we did not require a person to stick his hand in the holes to check to do a Bedika. says, because it is a zakana, it's dangerous for a person to stick his hand in a hole to check for chametz. Ask the Gemara. Now, this is where we're going to get into the siga of shluchay mitzvah and zaykik. So says the Gemara, my zakana. What exactly is a zakana that we were afraid of? A person sticks his, in a, sticks his hand into a hole that there's a zakana. Says the Gemara. If you're going to tell me because you're afraid that maybe there's a scorpion inside the hole, so we don't want him to stick his hand inside because maybe he's going to get bitten. Ask the Gemara, so then how would he use the hole in the first place? I mean, you're telling me that this hole requires you have to check it for chametz because we assume that the person would use it, but ask the Gemara if it's dangerous to check for it, to check chametz in this area, so the person wouldn't use the area because it's dangerous. And it says, We're not talking about a case where the person uses this hole to store his stuff because it's dangerous. What happened was the chametz fell there, so therefore he has to do a badika. Ask the Gemara, you're not following the Ask the Gemara, if the Chametz fell in this area, why do you have to do B'dikah? But tonight, we learned in the Mishnah later on, Chametz, you have an area which, you have Chametz, which a wall fell on top of it. Hooray, keep before that. Allah is Chazal, Shrita, as if it was destroyed. And you do not have, you did, Chazal did not require you to dig in this area. Chazal did not require that you check this area. So ask the Gemara, the same thing over here. If it fell in the hole, we assume it's not an accessible area, so it shouldn't, it should not require B'dikah. And it says the Gemara, no, there's a difference. Hasam, Shana, Kelv, Yachal, over there. We're talking about a case where a dog can't get to that area. So therefore, since the dog can't get to that area, we treat it as if it's totally, totally gone. However, over here we're talking about where a dog could access this area in the hole. So therefore, the Rabbanan said, without this halacha of a sakana, without the fact that it would be a sakana, the Rabbanan would tell you have to do badika. However, since it's a sakana, the Rabbanan did not require you to do badika. The very interesting discussion we shall over here, we'll have to see more about this later on. Let's say this case where the wall fell on top of it. Well, it sounds like from the Gemara that if a caliph could get to this area, then the Rabbana would require that a person pay money to dig up this area. So the question is, how much money is required for a person to spend on Badikas Chametz? How much money, how much, how much time, how much effort is a person required? Definitely a very interesting discussion. But says the Gemara Viter, said the Gemara at this point is assuming that the reason why you do not stick your hand into the hole is because really the person doesn't generally use it. However, the case was that Chametz fell. Chametz fell into the hole, and it's an area where a caliph, a dog, can access it. But ask the Gemara, so why did he say that? You don't have to do Badik over there because it's not said a very important that that person who's a shlach mitzvah, a person who's on his way to a mitzvah, he is not going to be hurt. He's not going to be damaged, which is interesting. We'll point this out. And the daf will come back to this. Rebbe Lazar over here does not seem to bring him a car for this. It seems like he's saying it me. Seems like he's saying it me smart. We'll see the gemara on the base. That's of a possible we'll see the gemara on Shabbos, which sounds like another makar. However, Rebbe Lazar seems to be saying this misvar, this idea that a shtach mitzvah, a person is doing a mitzvah, will not get hurt. So therefore, ask the Gemara, why did we say that a person shouldn't do a badika in the area of a sakana? L'cher, we have this idea from Rebbe Lazar that a person is doing a mitzvah will, will be protected. Enters the Gemara, and Ravashi, Sheva Ta'abalei Machat. says, Vasalini Basra. Enters the Gemara, says Ravashi, because we're afraid that maybe a person is going to drop a needle in that area also, and he's going to, while he's doing B'dikas Chamas, he's also going to be looking for his needle. And therefore, says the, the Gemara at this point, assuming that since he's also doing it for his own purposes, he doesn't have the same coverage, he doesn't have, he, we cannot apply the concept of Shulchan Mitzvah in Ezekiel. Ask the Gemara, V'kiyah Gavna, Lab Mitzvah, ask the Gemara, is it true that when a person is Mechavin for the Mitzvah, but he's also Mechavin Litzar Kut, he's also Mechavin for something else, is it true that the person doesn't get the Mitzvah, Atanya, a person who says, I'm giving tzedakah manas in order that my son should get healed. Or that I should be ben oilam haba. The Bryce says he's a tzedakah. So ask the Gemara, you see clearly that a person who does a mitzvah with 
other intentions as well, that he wants his son to get better, or he wants that he should be paying on the The Bryce says he's still considered Tzadik Gomer. So as the Gemara, it sounds like that a person does a mitzvah with two kavanas, one l'shem mitzvah and one l'shem atzma, that's Arkai, it sounds like he's still yet to the mitzvah. So it says the Gemara, so to an hour case, even though the person's also doing the Bidikat Chametz to check for his zino, but l'chair, since he's also, we're assuming that he's doing it also for the mitzvah, so it should still be considered as if he's doing the mitzvah, and therefore he should still have the coverage of Shluchim Mitzvah and in his Zaykik, answers the Gemara. Dilma Basra Dabadik Asalini Basra says we're afraid that maybe after he finishes the Badika, then he's going to start looking in that area. So therefore Anakhami, while he's actually doing the Badika, so it's not a problem. But however, we're afraid that after he finishes the mitzvah, then he's going to start looking for other things in the hole. And therefore it'd be a sakana. Says Igmar Mnachmar Yitzakamar, Mnachmar Yitzak offers another shot with Sakana is Mishum Sakana Sahanachim. We're afraid that the non-Jews are going to think we're doing something suspicious in the hole, and that's why the Rabbanan said you don't have to check the holes. Gemara is going to explain. Says the Gemara Plimai is the Shita of Plimai. The Sanya went to the Bright Sakhur Shabain Hudilar Moi. You have a hole which is separating between the Jew and the non-Jew. Boydik Ad Makam Shadam Agas. Vashar Mavatam Liba. You check until your hand can reach, and the rest you do. You're Mavatam, but you do bit. Plimai Plimai says no. Call Atzma in the Boydik. But Sakana. The Lachas you don't check at all because the Sakana. My Sakana. What's Sakana? Inim Sakana is Kshafim. If you're going to tell me because the non-Jews are going to suspect that we're doing magic in the hole, asking where Kishtamish, Hechishtamish, so then how does the person use the hole in the first place? Meaning we're assuming the reason we have to check is because you use it. Ask the Gemara, but then if you're telling me that the, we're afraid that the non-Jews are going to suspect we're doing some sort of witchcraft in the hole, so how do you use it in the first place? And to the Gemara, In general, when the person uses it, he uses it during the day and he doesn't use a candle. However, over here, it looks like something very suspicious is going on. He's doing it at nighttime, he's using a candle, so it's very strange. The non-Jews going to think that he's doing something suspicious. And that's what the Bible said. You don't have to check. Ask the Gemara. Amar Abba Lazar Shluchim Mitzvah in his like ask the Gemara. Okay, you're telling me that the Sakana the Nadjim are going to think we're doing we're doing Kishav. Ask the Gemara. But why don't we have this halacha? This idea that Lazar said Shluchim Mitzvah in his like answers the Gemara. It's different when it's Hezek. It's different when the Hezek is something which is common. Other Gears and Rishayin over here is that it's Kviya Zeker, or the Hezek is Kavua. In this scenario, we cannot apply the concept of Shluchay Mitzvah. Again, we'll come back to this at the end of the Daft. Definitely a very fascinating discussion. Like we learned in the Pasuk, the Pasuk over there says that even though Shmuel was sent by Kaddish Baruch to tell David, still, since he was afraid of Shaul, he was afraid to go. And so, so says, you see this idea that when it's Shrech Hazeka, even, even though a person is a Shrech Mitzvah, he sh- does not have this coverage, he still has to be concerned with these Sakana. Says the Gemara Baiter, they asked the child to rap, Hani Bnei Bei Rav, Didari Bebagam Ma'ol, the Macy Kadam Veshuch Alabei Rav. They asked, the Tamidim of Rav asked him, What is the Allah, their Tamidim will learn that they live in the villages outside in the fields? Can they come to the base Madish very early in the morning or very late at night when it's dark? Can they come to the base Madish? Rashi points out. We're talking about it even before our lights. It's super early. Can they come? So Rav responded. Armalu, Nasi, alive, Al-Tavari. Rav responded. They can come and I'll take responsibility that nothing should happen to them. Says the Gemara Nezamai. They asked, can they go home? Can they leave? Can they leave the base Madish also? Meaning, in case they're coming to them, so they have the protection. But what about when they leave? Armalu, Rav responded. Lo Yodana, I don't know. Says the Gemara. It's my armor. Rav was at Shulchan Mitzayin. He's like said, They do not. We do not. They do not have to be worried about getting damaged. Sai when they're on the way to the mitzvah. Sai when they're coming back from the mitzvah. They don't have to be concerned. It's a discussion. We shine him. Is Rebbe Lazar disagreeing with Rab or Rebbe Lazar was saying this? This halacha and Rab maybe now would agree with Rebbe Lazar. Definitely a shayl. Says the Gemara Kiman, who holds like this opinion that shluchah mitzvah don't have to be concerned. Sai on the way there. Sai on the way back. Had the tana like this. The sign went to the brisa. 
Easy venue day, Mary Easy venue. The sad guy with Kufi Shamra, Tara, the terrorist says in regards to Lele Regal, the Akhmani Sharts, Artsakhad, that a person shouldn't be concerned when he goes up Lele Regal, anything's going to happen to his land. Malamid says, Easy venue, the Shatia, Parasarai, Be'aparain, Chaya, Mazikasa, Tarnagal, Sakhal, Menakaris, Ba'ashavain, Cholda Mazikasa, that a person's going to go up Lele Regal, he's going to leave his house empty, he's going to leave his fields empty, and his, and his, his animals are going to be totally fine, nobody's going to damage him, that his cow is going to go out, nobody's going to damage it, his chickens as well. Halay Dram Kabbalah says in regards to Kabbalah Animals, which in general it's normal that they get damaged. A culture gain a person doesn't have to be concerned that he's going to get damaged while he's Isaac in And Rashi explains that it's a kavachemir for animals are going to get damaged. They don't have mazel. Culture gain a person who has mazel in general he doesn't get damaged. Culture gain he does not have to be concerned. And says the Gemara. In the I know that only when a person's on his way to go to do the mitzvah, he's on the way to be regal, he's going to be protected. I mean, I know that even when he comes back, on the way back, nothing's going to happen to his property. Tom Lemon to the Pasuk says, that the Pasuk tells you that you're going to go to the regal and you're going to come back and everything's going to be okay. So it says the Gemara, you see clearly that a person has protection. Sign on the way there, sign on the way back. Ask the Gemara if a person is protected, even when he's on the way back from it, it's a culture in the way there he's going to protect it. So why don't you need this? So it says the Gemara. So answers Gemara and Achanami. Look at the Rav Ami. Answers Gemara and Achanami. The Rav Ami called him Yeshak Karka El Rego. Vishen Le Karka El Rego. In Achanami, the first Joshua was there to tell you that only a person who has Karka, who owns Karka, is mechuyev to be El Rego. A person who doesn't have any Karka is not mechuyev to be El Rego. Which is one of the Pshat and Tzitzis gave. We saw in the beginning of the Masechta. Tzitzis said the reason why he did not go up El Rego. He's one of the Pshat and Tzitzis gave. We saw in the beginning of the he did not have kark. Says he had gigmar baiter. Omer avin bar adam ritzak and plima in Paris kinsa rishalim. Why aren't these very sweet fruits in rishalim? Says in Markadesh leyu ayla regalim imrim el malay leyinu el lacha Paris kinsa rishalim dayinu. Says the gemara nimtas aliyah lishma. Says the gemara the reason why Kadesh Baruch Hu made that there aren't these very sweet fruits in rishalim is because if there were these very sweet fruits, people would say that we, it was kedai to come to rishalim just for these sweet fruit, and they wouldn't be coming lishma. They wouldn't come. They wouldn't be coming up for the sake of the other regal. Says the Gemara, similar concept. Why don't we have the hot springs of Tveri Mishlaim as well? Says Gemara, similar idea. Says Gemara, similar that we don't want people to come up the other regal, and they're really their, their primary focus is because they really want to go in the hot springs. So that's why she made it that there aren't hot springs in Mishlaim. So when people come up to, to go up the other regal, they're going up the Shema, they're going up for the mitzvah of the other regal. Says the Gemara, the Mishnah said that a person is obligated to check in his wine. Whoever say anything about a wine cellar, why the mission to jump in and say, Oh, you have to check your wine cellar? This is what the mission is saying. Any area where you don't, you don't generally bring chametz and you don't, you don't have to check. And in general, you don't have to check in here, you don't have to check your storage place, your wine cellar, and the place where you store your wine, those also don't require bedika. So, and then the mission asked, So then why did we find, we heard that Bishai Mishai said you have to check in these wine cellars, so what's talk of shot? The case is that Itaka is an area where you we would bring in chametz, like the Gemara explained before. It's a type of place where you would go mow the meal and check and, and to bring more wine, and therefore sometimes you'll bring chametz in that area. So therefore, says the Gemara, the way you read the Mishnah like this: that the Mishnah was saying. In general, you do not have to check an area which is a makom and therefore, in general, you don't have to check your wine store, your wine cellar. However, in a situation where it is a place that you bring in chametz, then you have to check the two shirts, which Gemara is now going to explain what that's referring to. It says the Gemara Bishamay Mishdei So the Mishnah said that according to Bishamay, you have to check the, the two shirts. The Gemara is going to clarify what two shirts are referring to. Amar of Yehuda Shdei Shurish Amar Min Artzach Ve'ad Shmei Kar. That when Bishamay said to check. 
the two rows, you have to check the two rows from the ground all the way to the ceiling, which means, again, if you have a picture, it'll be very clear. But let's just discuss, for illustrations purposes, for an example, that you have five barrels from left to right, and then you stack them up five barrels high, and also five barrels deep, which means in total you have 125 barrels, and what you're looking at is 25 barrels. So says the Gemara, the first sheet is, according to Abihudah, you have to check the first two rows, the first two, meaning from the floor to the ceiling, which means you have to check the first 25 which you're looking at, and then the 25 behind that. So that's 50 total. Says the Gemara, that's the first sheet in the opinion of Abishamah. That's what Rehuda said. Rabbi Yechanan says, no, sure, Achaz Kimin Gam. What Rabbi meant was, is that one row like a gimel, which means that you check the first five, the first 25, which you see right in front of you, and then you check the top, the 25 on top, which means, or really 20 on top, because you're only checking four back. So therefore, again, if you have a picture, it'll be very clear, but exa- basically like an L, you check what you see right directly in front of you, that whole, that whole area, and you also check on top the first layer on top as well. Says the Gemara. So those are two opinions in Meshamir. Tanaka say Yehuda, Tanaka say Yehuchan. Tanaka say Yehuda. Meshamir and Meshdeshir is often they call him Mart. Meshdeshir is Shamir. Menarets vach mekar. That's one brayso which says clearly like Yehuda's opinion in Meshamir. Tanaka say Yehuchan and Meshdeshir is often they call him Mart. Vachitzayin arayis a pesach. Vachitzayin arayis a kar. That the first row that you're checking sees a door, meaning it's the outside outside row. Vachitzayin arayis a kar, and the top row sees the ceiling, meaning that, that that this is exactly what Yehuchan said that you check like a gimel. Shalaf nimei mano ushamata mano tzachulika and. Deeper inside the room and below these rows, you do not have to check for chametz. Again, the, just a discussion exactly. Where exactly is, an area, is the area that we have to be concerned the chametz went and where exactly we have to check? Says one of the Sel Emisol said, The two outer rows, which are the top rows. Again, two way machlekes had understanding. Amarav, El Yaina, Ushali Mate, We're talking about the top row, right below it, meaning according to Rav, you're checking, like we explained before, you have five rows and then five, they also go five. Five eyes. So according to Rav and the Shita Basel, you just have to check the top two rows. You have to check the top five and the five below that. A total of ten rows. That's Rav's opinion. Says Shmuel. Shmuel, Amr Shmuel says, El Yaino Shalfim it means you have to check the top five that you see right in front of you, the top row, the top five, and then the top five behind that. You don't have to check the second row below, you don't have to check row four. You just have to check row five, which is the top row, and the row behind that. Says the Gemara, and they're both going to make a dick. Says the Gemara. My time to Rav, the Dayak Chitzainis. Says Gemara, why did Rav make a Dayak the Chitzainis while Yanis? And he also says the top rows. Says Gemara, Lamutu Tatai Datai. So the reason why it said Al Yanis is just to be Dayak, they're not the bottom rows. Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, Al Yanis, Shmuel says the top rows, and also the one behind it. I, my time to Dayak Al Yanis, while Chitzainis, Tani. Why did Shmuel specifically Dayak the words Al Yanis? But also says that the Al Yanis are also the outer ones. Says Gemara, Lamutu, Gaviasa, Gaviasa, the Dayak of Chitzainis will just say you don't have to check the ones which are completely inside. So that's why they wrote the Dayak from different words. Well, the main Akuda was the main Akuda that it was the top rows. So therefore, Rav said, so therefore, or Shmuel said it's both the top rows, or Rav was Madaik, no, the Chitzainas, and therefore it was the top two outer rows. Says the Gemara, and what's the Psak? Rav Chia, Tani Kavase to Rav, Rav Chia, not like Rav, Ukul Tani, Tani Kavase to Shmuel, and the rest of Tani, not like Shmuel, but Alcha Kavase to Shmuel, and Alcha is like Shmuel, you have to check the top row and the row right behind that. A few quick Aras on today's DAP. So the first topic we'd like to discuss is the concept of Shluchai Mitzvah. Ain is like definitely a fascinating sigya, a fascinating idea. So let's discuss a few different shilohs, a few different Chakiras. Let's start with. Is a din of shulchan mitzvah in a zaykik? Is that a din dei raisa or din dei rabbanan? So first we have to clarify what exactly does it mean when we discuss whether it's a din or not. So I was actually just discussing with, discussing this with a good friend of mine, a chavrusa of mine, and we're discussing what exactly does it mean to say that something's a din. We're discussing this a few days ago. We spoke about this in regards to the reason why limits as well. Is it a din or just a maila? But similarly, we could we could ask the same shail over here: Is shulchan mitzvah a din or is it just that Kaddish Baruch was saying that you don't have to be concerned when you go when you do a mitzvah, you don't have to worry about it. So how exactly would what would it mean if we if we would say that shulchan mitzvah is a din? Because on a simple level, we would just learn that it just means that Hashem's giving you. When you do a mitzvah, you don't have to be concerned. However, when 
the concept of Shulchan Mitzvah would be Negea if it's a din or not, is when you have a situation of conflict. When you have a situation where, let's say, you have a situation of, of Sakana, where in general, Allah would be that a person is not allowed to do this action because it's Sakana. However, it could be that when a person is doing a mitzvah, then we'll say that Shulchan Mitzvah is like, and then you can do the mitzvah. So therefore, it's Negea to discuss whether Shulchan Mitzvah is a din, or maybe it's not a din at all. So number one, is Shulchan Mitzvah a din, or is it just a maila? Number two, is Shulchan Mitzvah, is it a din derais, or, or is it a din derabana? So first we have to discuss, or Wazir, when he brought the din of Shulchan Mitzvah, he did not really bring him a card. The Gemara just said, or Wazir said this idea of Shulchan Mitzvah in a zaykik. So it sounds like it's just misfar, which I can't point out, l'chera. it's just a svar. Now, whether as far as the rice is, is the Rabbanim, definitely a fascinating discussion. The Gemara definitely in two or three places says, lovely cross far. The Gemara in other places says we need a far and a Pasek. Definitely interesting discussion to figure out when as far as the rice or as far as the Rabbanim. However, there's something else we have to point out. The, first of all, the Gemara on the base did bring a Pasek, not from Rabbi Lazar, but a different Tana, that the Gemara did bring a Pasek from Alila Regal. So we have to figure out, is that a Dinda rice also? Is that just a, a Haftacha? Definitely one thing we have, to, we have to discuss. And the other thing we have to figure out is that the Gemara in Shabbos as well brings another very similar concept. And some are trying to put the two together, some are chalik. The Gemara in Shabbos brings out that a person is on the way to do a mitzvah, or a person is Isaac in a mitzvah, he does not to be concerned. The Gemara says that Misha Isaac mitzvah in Vasna Mitzvah is right. So a person is doing a mitzvah, we're not going to tell you bad news. And the Gemara brings the Pasuk Kaihelas, Shoimer Mitzvah, that a person who is doing a mitzvah, he doesn't have to be concerned, anything bad is going to happen to him. So some of the Archaim point out that, that these are really the same din, and some Archaim say no, that they're two separate dinim, and we have to really figure out what the difference between the dinim would be, and exactly, do they have different halachic parameters? It's interesting that Shoyim Mitzvah is definitely brought in the Paiskim quite a few times. This concept of Shulchan Mitzvah Zaykik is not necessarily brought down in the Paiskim. So it could be that many of the Paiskim learned that, that they were two separate dinim, and we really have to figure out exactly what the chilik is. So number one, is it in the rice or the Rabbanan? It's very unclear. Is there a svar? Is there a makar for it? Also, somewhat ambiguous. And now, another question we could ask, this concept of Shulchan Mitzvah Zaykik. Let's say a person says that, I hear that Shulchan Mitzvah Zaykik, but I'm still worried, I'm still concerned. Do we say that he doesn't have to do the mitzvah, or do we say no, that the person should still do the mitzvah, he's mechayv to do it because Shulchan Mitzvah Zaykik. And we could also ask the other way around. The Gemara said by Shri Chazeka, a person, we don't have the concept of Shulchan Mitzvah. So the Shail is, okay, so he doesn't have the coverage of Shulchan Mitzvah. But if a person wants to be Machmer, can he say that even though in general I'm not allowed to do the situation of Sakana, but because I want to do the Mitzvah, I can do the, I can do the Mitzvah, even though it's a Sakana or no? Do we say that since, practically speaking, you don't have Shulchan Mitzvah, so therefore it's a situation of Sakana, and you're not allowed to do the Mitzvah? Definitely all these Shailas have to become a little bit clearer. But let's just speak out a few more Makaimis. Number one, this day Chemin brings down from the Kilis Yaakov, one of the earlier Akhrainim, that this concept of Shulchan Mitzvah, we only apply this concept. Tamid, Uzars, Umarba, Kalim Echayev, Pure Chanidim and Trajan. So the Stechemid, quoting from the Kilatiak, was telling us it's very important you say that this concept of Shluchim Mitzvah is much more narrow than we thought. Even though it does sound like the Gemara, the Gemara was expanding this, the Gemara was asking we should apply it to regular people doing Vedika. However, the Stechemid's quoting from one of the earlier Akhrainim that this only applies, the concept only applies to a person doing Lishma, Zars, etc. So it's really narrowing this concept. And I saw some of the Akhrainim, Mishnah and others were asked, we sometimes find that people do Mitzvahs and they still get hurt. So according to this Kilatiak, it's not really such a kasha because it only applies in very specific cases. This there's a very important Meiri on this concept of Shulchan Mitzvah, which we'd like to just quickly speak out. The Meiri says that this concept of Shulchan Mitzvah, so again, we could ask a Chakira, does it mean that, let's say in general, there's a five, let's say a situation where there's a Sakana. So in general, we would say, that let's say it's a 5% Sakana. So it could be that if you're doing a regular, if it's just a regular action, you're not allowed to do it because there's someone of a Sakana. However, for a Mitzvah, you're allowed to do it, and we assume you're not going to get damaged. We assume that you are protected because you're Isaac in a Mitzvah. Or do we say no? That really, there's the same level of Sakana. However, since you're doing a Mitzvah, so the Tyre says, the Gemara over here tells us that you should take that level of risk, you should take that Sakana. And even though it's somewhat of a level of Sakana, but since you're doing a Mitzvah, you shouldn't be worried about it. Not necessarily that the Sakana is going to be mitigated, or that there's going to be less of a Sakana, or that you're going to be protected, rather that you should do it since you're doing a Mitzvah. So the Mirror here starts up by saying, so even though a person should not rely on an ace, that there's 
Says the Miri, a person shouldn't be scared of from doing a mitzvah because he's just very concerned. He's very worried about things which are not very common, not very frequent. A person should have So it sounds like from the beginning of the Miri that this concept of Shulchan Mitzvah doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have special protection. It means you should, a person when he's doing a mitzvah should in general, you should have betochen Hashem. And therefore, you shouldn't be concerned about doing a mitzvah. However, the Miri at the end brings down Midrashim, Shirashim, he quotes the Gemara on the base, and he brings down Midrashim where the Nisim happened, that people went, the regal, and Nisim happened to their property, that they were protected. So it's a little bit unclear from the Miri. Is the Miri saying that you're, you're not going to be damaged, or is the Miri just saying no? It could be the same level as Akhan is there, but a person should have betochen, at least in regards to the mitzvah, and he should do the mitzvah anyway. So definitely, this Miri is something we have to look into a little bit more. If anybody has a nice shot the Miri, we'd love to hear. The Avni Nezer also has, there's interesting Mara Mokam, the Avni Writes very important. You say that this that we say shulchan mitzvah is like that's only regards to the person himself. But he says he's talking about doing a meal on a baby that is a very slight sakana. So he says maybe we should apply the concept of shulchan mitzvah. He says no. The svar that the Gemara applies of shulchan mitzvah that's only the person himself is allowed to rely on this concept of shulchan mitzvah. However, on yenim's cheshbon on someone else's that we don't say shulchan mitzvah, and therefore you cannot do the mila in the situation of a slight sakana. Again, we really have to figure out what exactly is ifshan. That if you're telling me that shulchan mitzvah means that you're going to be protected, so my enough kamin and me or my enough kamin somebody else. If you say like the meiri, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have more of a protection. But a person should have a talk in regards to mitzvah. It's very gishmak. Why the avnei is telling us that only in regards to yourself you can rely on shulchan mitzvah, not in regards to anybody else. One more quick ara. The some other kind of point this out as well. Now this concept of shulchan mitzvah, we only say in regards to sakonas which are not direct to are not natural sakonas. He writes, he writes that you can't apply the concept of shulchan mitzvah in regards to damages in regards to sakonas which are natural, only in regards to things that are not so natural, which are uncommon and unnatural. Then we can rely on the concept. Of mitzvah. It is interesting that the Gemara over here seems to be applying it to the concept of an akrev. Akrev is seemingly somewhat natural, so definitely need to work on it a little more. But there are akrev who say they only say the concept in regards to things which are unnatural, in regards to sakanas, which are anyway derech Moving on to the next ha'ara, the Gemara on the brings down that a person who gives tzedakah al minas that is something good should happen to his children or that he should, have, he should be a ben al The Gemara says, Harezet tzadik armor, is tzadik armor. So Taisa has the kasha. I, the Mishnah Pergevet says, Parak Av, Mishnah Gimel says that a person shouldn't serve like this Baruch and ask the Kabbalah Pras. So how could the Gemara tell us that you're a tzadik armor? So Taisa's answers. Now this, that the that the the mission says that you shouldn't serve Hashem when not to That means that a person does a mitzvah when he doesn't get reward, he gets a tzadik kodesh baruch. He says, "How come I didn't get the schar?" However, a person who gives a tzadik and says, "I want this to happen to me," but if it doesn't happen, I'm totally okay. I'm doing the mitzvah for Hashem. That is still considered a tzadik gomer. That is Taisis Mahalach. There's a few other pshatim in that Mishnah. I just wanted to speak out the Ran over here. I'm talking about her. And the Taisis Yamta brings down this pshat as well. That he learns. He quotes our gomer. And he says, even though we learned that you shouldn't serve Kaddish Baruch and Asakal Pras, he writes, I feel okay. Oyu Kadesh Yisrochai Amabah. Tzadik Amr, where a person who serves Hashem in order that he should be bent on Abba, he's a Tzadik Amr. Avaloi Chassid, but he's not a Chassid. He says that a Chassid is a different, is the next Madrega. That there's a level of being a Tzadik Amr, and there's another level of being a Chassid, which is even a higher level. So, Halavai, we should get to this level of being a Tzadik Amr, of being a, a complete Tzadik, and Bez Hashem, one day we'll get to the level of being a Chassid. But says the Ran that a person can serve Akalish Baruch and Asakal Prats, and you are a Tzadik Amr. I heard a fascinating shot that Rari Bergman told me, I believe he was quoting a Tzadik Kain, 
At that Mishnah, you have to look in the Avisar of Nassim, where the Avisar of Nassim brings down a whole story where people went off the derech because they were seeing that, Akhalish Baruch wasn't giving them reward, that really what was happening was they were talking about the end of the Bayashani, that in the original Klaisar lived with the concept that whenever they do a mitzvah to be rewarded immediately, they were living with Nisim, they were living with Mailam Atava at the time of the base of Migdash. So therefore, this concept of when they did mitzvahs, they were rewarded, they did Averis, they were punished, it was very clear. However, once Klaisar started going to Golis and by the Bayashani, the Nisim started disappearing, that's when Chazal to tell us that a person can't serve Akhalish Baruch and There's not going to be necessarily that immediate a cause and effect, a person's going to do a mitzvah, he's not necessarily going to reward immediately, and same thing vice versa, a person not necessarily going to do a and get punished immediately, and that was the idea of that Mishnah, a person should serve Hashem, Amanas Lekabel Pratz. One more quick Ara. The, the Gemara over here brought down that they asked Tamidim of Rav, they asked Rav if the Tamidim are allowed to go to the base Medrash early in the morning and late at night, is there a problem? Can they rely on Shluchim Mitzvah? So the Gemara says, Rav responded, absolutely, they can rely on Shluchim Mitzvah. And it's not a problem. He said on the way back, I'm not sure. So the, the Rabbi Chanavir asked the Kasha, well, what do you mean? How do you know that the Tamidim of Rav are Mecham Lashem Mitzvah? The Gemara said they can only follow the concept of Shuchem Mitzvah if the person has the Kavana to do the Mitzvah. So the Rabbi Chanavir answers, it could be that Rav knew, we have to say that Rav knew is Tamidim of Mecham Lashem Mitzvah, and therefore wasn't a problem. Now there's another suggestion, another possibility. Let's just speak out another Rabbi Chanavir. Rabbi Chanavir Ksubis brings down, Reish Ein Zayn. He brings down a very big Chiddush. That the Gemara in Ksubis over there is discussing a person going to, going to learn, putting himself in a situation of Sakana, asks the asks Rabbi Chanan, I we find that, that that we only apply the concept of Shulchan Mitzvah in Zaykik by a case of any Sheikh and it sounds like they weren't Ksubis talking about a case of Sheikh Hazeka. Says Rabbi Chanan, tremendous insight. But Sarah Chlaimer, does that have to be Shara Mitzvahs? Avolima Torah Shani Kafinu Kavachem Rechein Maila. Rabbi Chanan says a, a tremendous insight. That this concept of Shulchan Mitzvah in Zaykik that we don't say it by Sheikh Hazeka, that's in regards to other Mitzvahs. However, in regards to Talmud Torah. Even a situation of Shriach Hazeka, Allah has a person can rely on this concept of Shriach Mitzvah. Definitely tremendous Chiddush, definitely needs more work. We have to see if anybody else says this Yisrael, but that's Rabbi Chanan's Chiddush. So it could be that we see Rabbi Chanan's already telling us that Mitzvah Talmud Torah, you have special protection even by Shriach Hazeka. So it could be that by Talmud Torah, even a person doesn't necessarily have the proper Kavanas, the right Kavanas, it could be also has protection. But we need to look for a Maramakim for that. We need to see if anybody that possibility. One more quick Ara, we forgot the beginning of, the, the beginning of today's daf. The Gemara spoke out that a chatzir, where we can make the assumption, we have the assumption that the birds cleaned up the area, is that not, that does not require badika. So, on the simple level, it would sound like from the Gemara that an area which has already been cleaned, you do not have to check it, you don't have to check an area of However, the Shulchan Aruch Paskin is not like that. The Shulchan Aruch writes, in Tophlam and Gimel, Sif, Yud Alf, I'm a Chabad, Chaj Rabbi Gil, and he's son of a Chabad, Livdek, a Chametz, Levari, Venizah, Shalachasham, Ay Chametz, Af Al Pikain, Tzarek, Livdek, Lalidal. Says the Shulchan Aruch. Person who checks on the 13th of Nisan and he's machavin for the Vedika and he makes sure he's not going to bring any more comments in there, says the Shachanarch, still on the night of the 14th, you have to do a Vedika. So this is definitely very interesting. We have to figure out why exactly is this the case. The Shari Truva brings down over there, Shari brings down, okay, that you're to do but you're not to the same Vedika. You just have to check quickly to make sure it's checked. It happens to be, it's interesting, it's my Shalmazam, and the Shari Truva brings, this is the Shari Truva, Shalmazam, and others, Paskin, the Shari Truva, or other Chari Meshwal Paskin, I know you have to do a regular Vedika. And the question is, why exactly is this true? Why is it true that in an area where we know that the ravens came, you don't have to do Vedika, but in an area which you cleaned, you have to do Vedika. So Shalmazam asks this cash over here, and also discusses this in the Shlomo they bring down that Rosh Hashanah had a few different mahalchim in the Shaila. One time he suggested there's a chilek between us an area which is clean with derech hatava, not al derech hatava, meaning an area which naturally the chametz is going to get eaten by the birds. So there you don't have to check. However, an area which naturally wouldn't be checked, and you need a person to check it. Therefore, a person has to check it on Lel Yadalad as well. Another time Rosh Hashanah offered that maybe the place in the chatzir where the birds always come. So then there was never a in the first place. However, an area which you generally do bring chametz in, and now you cleaned it, so that's. 
scenario which was chayv medika, so now you're still obligated to do medika. Rishon speaks out. The nafkamin is if a person pours, let's say, bleach in a, in a specific area, and now that area is the chametz is not is not royal achilas kelp. Rishon says that that's also considered derech He Says what's the difference if the ravens get rid of it? What's the difference if now al piderech it's not considered. It's not considered right Achilles Kelev, therefore that would also now require Bidika. Again, definitely a fascinating discussion. Exactly which ears require Bidika, ears which are already cleaned, not cleaned, how long the Bidika should take, but definitely it's a very interesting diak. The warrant of Dalmanov says, Vinibdik Bishist. The Gemara asks, why don't you do the Bidika during the sixth hour? Which at that point you only have one hour to do the entire Bidika. So it sounds like for the Gemara that it's possible to do a Bidika in an hour. Definitely a very interesting discussion to figure out in general how long Bidika takes. And what is the best way to do the Vedika? Kukhazar, we saw today the Gemara Namanaf wrote down why exactly you need to use a candle versus using an Avuka, using a torch. We saw four Malchim, why an Eris Barrett, and then we wrote down that sometimes you have to check the holes in the wall, sometimes you don't have to check. It depends if they're easily accessible, easily usable. And then we wrote down on the bottom, wrote down the concept of Shechemitzvah. And the Zaykik Gemara on the base clarified that that's only in a situation where it's not Shechemitzvah, it's not common, but Shechemitzvah, then you cannot rely on that concept. And finally, we saw the Gemara on the base, brought down two opinions in the Shita Beshami, two opinions in the Shita Beshel, where exactly in the wine cell you have to check for Shechemitzvah. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.